Can we open a window in here? I asked desperately as all the eyes of the business people around the conference table shot me a quizzical look. It was a freezing January in Chicago. No one in the entire city was opening their windows to the icicle degrees outside. So why was I asking for the window to be opened? Well, this was back in 2013, and I was on a business trip with my two male bosses. They are awesome guys, and we are friends to this day. But what they didn't know back then was that I was experiencing intense heat flashes, dizziness, and severe discomfort throughout my three-day business trip with them. As a breastfeeding mom of a one-year-old, this was physical torture to me even with the pumping. As we sat in the meeting rooms, I felt myself sweating and completely distracted by my daydreams of nursing my baby simply to relieve the pressure. But I couldn't even bring myself to share this side of my life with the people in the room, despite the fact that it was having an intense effect on my work at that moment. It wouldn't have been professional. Let's talk about the work-life balance. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, I'm Avital. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're just meeting me for the first time, I'm a mindful parenting coach. I'm the mother of four. My goal is to help you, my fellow imperfect, intentional parents, say goodbye to clutter, chaos, and conflict, and reclaim peace, presence, and play for your family. So I learn all sorts of ideas. I take trainings and courses and read a lot of books. I try out those ideas on myself. I offer them to my clients, and I share them on my YouTube channel and here on my podcast in case they are of service to you. They're often alternative, wacky, different mindset-driven ideas. And if they serve you, great. And if not, scroll on by, leave what doesn't work. My goal is to help. So I want to say thank you to those of you who are helping me to spread the word about my work. Uh, And today I just have to highlight the Chediak. How do we say that name? Vichedyak? Am I saying that right? But here's what Vichedyak wrote on iTunes. She said, quadruple threat. Avital is a triple threat. Now, Vichedyak, for consistency's sake, I think you meant triple threat, maybe. Or was it quadruple? Do I help you with four areas or three? Let's let's decide. (laughs) Here's what she wrote. She can help you with self-care, parent-child relationships, parent-to-parent relationships, and even sibling relationships. Ah, then it is quadruple. She really inspires me to want to do and be better in my day-to-day, to be more present and to show up for my family on so many levels. Vichedyak, thank you so much. I hope I didn't butcher up your name there, but thank you so much for that uh, lovely review. And thank you to all of you who are leaving reviews. I know it's a bit of a pain to go into iTunes and leave the review, but I have to tell you, it makes such a difference to me. I read them all. I appreciate them all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about work-life balance, shall we? (laughs) Oh my goodness. The amount of emails that I get from mothers in particular... Why is it always mothers? But it seems to always be mothers talking about their difficulty in 
balancing their work life and their family life, their parenting and their work. And even if you just go to any coffee shop where moms are hanging out, you're going to hear them talking about how they feel guilty when they're with their kids because they're not getting enough work done and how at work they feel guilty that they haven't gotten home in time and that they aren't with their children enough. Or it might not be work, i.e. a nine to five in an office, but it might be your degree that you're trying to finish, your PhD that you're trying to write, your blog that you're wanting to launch, uh, your business that you're running, your Etsy shop, your art. Uh, it could even be your workout. You know, maybe that's your work that you, you know, go to the gym and do yoga and do that kind of thing. And you're not getting to do that enough. And just the sense that we are trying to balance basically our needs, but I'm going to mostly approach and address work today, but our needs at work and our needs and our children's needs from us as parents. And we get the sense that these two things are in stark, you know, contrast, that they don't coexist. And I think the way that our society is structured really supports that notion that they can't coexist, right? Like when I had this business trip, it was suddenly the professional of Vital, right? I couldn't actually experience what was relevant to my parenting at the time, right? What was a family thing um, as part of my identity during that time. There was no space for that part of my identity because now I was wearing my professional hat. And this whole idea that we need to be professional at work and leave our family out of work and, and vice versa, right? That, you know, kids, kids are a distraction from work, etc. It leaves us feeling fragmented. It leaves us feeling like a failure on both ends, right? There is so much separation between the two right? There is so much separation in our minds, at least, between who we are at work and how we need to behave at work versus how we need to be as a parent, right? And, you know, I really relate to this. I've been lucky enough to be working in environments that are extremely supportive of my family life relative to most corporate gigs. Um, even before I started The Parenting Junkie, I was working as a designer for a startup. And, you know, people that were family people, most people had kids, they were really supportive of it. It was part-time, not full-time. I had a lot of flexibility. And yet, even so, it was a challenge to bridge that gap between my work life and my family life. And the main challenge was in my own mind of wondering, you know, am I spending not enough time on work? Am I spending not enough time with my kids? How do I balance it, right? That question that keeps coming up for us parents, how do I balance it? So if this is you, if you feel like when you do your work, whether it's in an office or at home, when you do your work, you feel guilty about your parenting, like, oh, I should be with my kids right now. They're only young for 18 years. I only have 900 and something summers. I shouldn't be doing work. Why am I doing work? Maybe I should leave my work and be with my kids. Maybe I should give up on my degree so that I can pull my kid out of preschool and homeschool him, right? Maybe you have those questions, right? Maybe you have uncomfortable situations like your kid is sick and you have to find them care, but you've got to get to work on time or you've got to, uh, you know, 
see patients, but who who's going to be watching your child? Or you were up all night with a baby and now you're exhausted and it's much harder for you to function at work. And suddenly you feel this infringement of your family's needs onto your workplace's needs. And there seems to be this competition between them. They're tugging you and pull two different directions, pulling you in two different directions. And you don't know where, you know, how to balance it. Or maybe you feel the opposite. You feel like when you're with your kids, you should be doing work, right? You're like, oh, I'm with my kids and I need to show for them here and cook dinner and get up in the middle of the night. But really, I just want to be working on my paper or really I, I need to be working for my job. I have, you know, a lot of pressure right now, or maybe I really need to be, uh, you know, writing right now. I should be doing other things. I've got a deadline. I've got a big project. I need to travel, uh, whatever it is, right? The sense that you're being pulled apart in two directions and that you cannot possibly fulfill everybody's needs. Not your bosses or your works or your team or your employees and not your children's. You can't do them both. And I am not suggesting that that isn't hard. I find it very difficult, even though I'm my own boss today. um, I find it very difficult to balance, quote unquote. And I understand. I get it. It is a lot that is on our plates. You know, the... Women's lib revolution allowed us to smash a few glass ceilings uh, in a big way and gave us a lot of liberties and rights that we want as women. Um, And sometimes in some ways, our culture has swung the pendulum the other way from the extreme where women were expected and not even allowed to fulfill and actualize themselves outside the home to now the expectation that we not only fulfill and actualize ourselves outside the home, but also do so in the home as well. In a way, we've now, to some extent, and in some ways, taken on both a masculine, you know, a traditionally masculine role and a traditionally feminine role as well, where we want to do it all. We want to bring home the bacon. We want to fulfill our dreams. We want to make an impact on the world. We want to make a healthy income. And we also want to be present and available and attuned to our children. And, you know, parents today spend more time with their children than parents did in the 50s. And I mean moms. That stay-at-home mom in the 50s who did not have a job spent less time with her children than mothers in today's modern era who are typically doing some work, even if it's part-time. So we've kind of taken on a lot more roles in a lot higher and more intense capacity, and now we're struggling to balance it all. Surprise, surprise. So... I'm not suggesting that you don't need to play that balancing game. We all need to figure out the mathematics of how many hours here and how many hours there. And that can change on a day-to-day or month-to-month or year-to-year basis, right? At the end of the day, you've got to figure out the maths. You've got to do the schedule. You've got to say, well, I work these hours and I'm with my kids at these hours. Okay, right? But what I want to present to you today is a mindset shift. I think what really leads us to feel out of balance is the story we're telling ourselves that we need to balance work and family. Uh, Our work life and our family life are two separate things and they are in competition with each other for our energy, time and attention. 
when we say we're being pulled in two different directions, there, there's no way out of that except to snap down the middle, right? To be broken down the middle and, and, and really fragmented, really pulled apart. Um, and that leads us to this constant kind of low-grade discontentment, this constant feeling that we're failing on all fronts, right? We're failing as employees. We're failing as businesswomen. We're failing as mothers. We're not giving anyone enough because we can't because we're trying to do everything and there's only 24 hours in everyone's day. How about we reframe this narrative? Uh, We reframe the narrative that you're never good enough at work or never good enough at parenting because they are competing elements. And we start to look at integration. We start to not use the terminology of saying work life and family life. And instead, we notice and own the fact that we all have one life. You have one you with one life. There are lots of different things you can do with your life and with your time in your life, but it's not either a work life or a family life and somehow oscillating between those two identities, switching the hats quickly, quickly. Now I'm work of Vital and now I'm mom of Vital and I wear different hats. But instead, starting to integrate ourselves and integrate these different areas of our lives as one, as a symbiosis, right? As unity, as one life with many different facets, right? In essence, what I'm offering is, how about we replace the word all, O-R, or for my American friends, with the word and, right? When I was on that Chicago trip, how about I was both professional, both, you know, a professional person in a work situation, and a breastfeeding mother struggling being far away from her from her child. In my mind, I wasn't even allowing myself to go there because I was like, well, I'm at work now. That's not who I am right now. I'm not a mother right now. Right now, I'm a designer. I'm a worker, right? I am in my work life. So my mothering life is not relevant here. It's not welcome here. But That's ridiculous because I am one integrated person and how I feel within my mothering, parenting life influences my work and vice versa. If I'm stressed over a deadline or an issue I have in my profession, then that's going to influence my parenting. I'm an integrated being. I have lots of different sides that affect me, lots of different parts to my life. I don't have separate identities for work and for parenting. I think we used to have that type of world, our industrialized society used to have that type of world where you weren't allowed to show certain sides of you to certain people or places, right? Like you had to behave in a certain way here, show this side of yourself in a different way there. And I think we're going more towards a world where authenticity and transparency is becoming the norm and we're expected and allowed and even encouraged to share more openly the various aspects of our lives. There are some shadow sides to this, some sides that I wouldn't prefer, but there are some beautiful sides to it too. I mean, the internet is creating a situation, for example, where your potential employers or employees, colleagues, 
can Google you and find you on Facebook or on Instagram or on LinkedIn or wherever you are and easily gain a lot of information about your private life. They can find out probably who you're married to, what your children look like. I mean, even if you're very careful about privacy online, it's almost impossible to avoid being uh, identified there. At least I think so. And in a sense, I know that brings up a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. It doesn't for me, but I understand why it does for them. I get it. But in a sense, that is leading to this integration where your colleagues might see the workouts that you're doing on Instagram, right? Or they might see what diet you're on, or they might see where you spend the 4th of July, or where you break your Ramadan fast, or where you go clothes shopping because they see what's going on on Facebook or you were tagged in this post or you shared this article, this opinion piece that you appreciated and it wasn't even relevant to work. So suddenly in today's day and age, those areas of our lives are actually kind of seeping into each other. And sure, in every relationship and in every area of our lives, we want healthy boundaries, but there is also something healthy about integration, about not such severe boundaries that we're actually split and feeling like we can't be our authentic selves or own different sides of ourselves, but instead where we can show up and be fully who we are in every area. So in my work, I can both be a parenting coach and be a mother and be Jewish and be Israeli and be British and be American and be a woman and be in my 30s. I can I can own all these different elements of me. I don't actually have to hide any part of me from any other part of me, either as a professional or as a parent. The same is true that our work lives are certainly seeping into our family. Used to be, you know, father gets home, 6 p.m., he's done with work, right? Work is at the office, work is at wherever the work is, right? Maybe in a shop or in at the docks or down a mine, it doesn't matter. You have your work, that is a separate area, and then you have your family life. But today... Who among us doesn't have work at home? Who among us doesn't have emails to read or articles to read on our phones during our time with our kids? Who among us hasn't had to take a work call when we're on vacation with our families, right? This is something that didn't happen a few decades ago, but now there is a much more fluidity between family life and work life. And I'm here to advocate that this is overall a good thing. Overall, it's healthy for us to be allowed and celebrated in all our different aspects, in all our different roles, so that as a parent, my experience at work is, yeah, it's part of my parenting. I have to integrate that. And at work, my life at home, my personal life is relevant there too. So as I say, not to the degree that, you know, privacy becomes an issue or boundaries become an issue, but just to the degree we want to notice that there's actually an integration between our different experiences. Now that's all external, but I want to talk about the internal aspect of this integration. This internal understanding that you have one life. 
You have one life and how you choose to spend your time, that's your life. It's not like you have a separate work life and a separate family life and you have to show up in different ways for those things. And this is the real life. You know, your family life is your real life and your real you and your real meaning and your real, you know, joy and love and all that stuff. And your work life is just the thing that you tick the box to make everything else happen. I mean, that might be true in some cases, right? Your job might be that, in which case I strongly encourage you to consider trying to slowly and gradually pivot towards a job that brings you more meaning and joy, if that's a possibility for you. And I know it's not for everyone, but here's the deal. Whatever your work is, and for whatever reason you do your work, it is meaningful for your family, right? Say you do your work because it's not a job you love. It's not what you want to do, but you need the money, cash, ching, 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 right? If you are out there hustling and grinding to earn that money for your family, that is good parenting. (laughs) That is absolutely necessary for your children. You are doing the best thing you could be doing for them, which is providing for their financial stability and well-being. You might be out there working only for the money or you might be out there for the money and for your own fulfillment because you want to do something meaningful or because it's, um, you know, mentally challenging and socially uh, fulfilling, right? Maybe you love your work because it's meaningful or because it challenges you or because it gets you out of your head or because you're helping others or because you're doing cool and interesting things, creative work or whatever, or you might be doing it, as I said, just to support yourself financially, just to just to get the paycheck. Either way is absolutely fine and justified, and I applaud you. But don't think for a second that your work isn't parenting. The fact that you are going to work and providing for your child's future and for your own is parenting. That's what it is. It's 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 right. It's literally taking care of your children. So you're not there physically with them, giving them, you know, food and wiping their tushies, but you are caring for them financially. And that is absolutely huge, necessary, pat yourself on the back, wonderful stuff. And so your work fuels your family, whether it fuels you emotionally, whether it fuels you financially, whether it fuels you in every way, that is good parenting right there. In a sense, it's about you doing the things that you need to do to show up well in the world for your kids, right? The thing that you need to do is to make money and to do whatever fulfills you and is meaningful to you. That's hopefully your work. And if it is, that's good parenting. So instead of saying, well, yes, but when I'm at work, I'm not caring for my child. You could be telling yourself, I'm at work caring for my child. I am going and getting my degree. And this is good parenting because I'm caring for my child's future. I'm securing a better financial future for us. That is 100% good parenting. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not working right now and I chose to stay home with my kids and now you're saying that that would be good parenting, this isn't a judgment on you. If you don't need to go out and work right now and that's not, you know, something that you want or need to do, then, then rock on, you know, enjoy staying at home. That's a beautiful and incredible decision to make. But if that choice is either not available to you or simply not what you want to do, then realize that the choice to work uh, is an amazing parenting choice. And I want to add in here, 
uh, a really important piece of advice that my sister once gave me, which was when I was, you know, I was finding a nanny to be with my baby so that I could go to work. And I said, you know, oh, and I feel bad that I'm not going to be with him for those hours. And she said to me, you know, it's good parenting to find the right person as well. Finding a good preschool or a good nanny or a good daycare or caring for our children to be in a nice environment while we're gone, that's equal parenting stuff right there as well. That's, that is that is the craft, the work, the labor of love that is parenting. Just as much as it is staying home and caring for your child, going out and working and having someone else who you've vetted and trusted and trained to care for your child is also parenting. So don't disqualify your working hours and everything that goes into making your job happen as parenting. It is, in fact, an act of parenting. It's necessary, crucial, in fact. The second thing that I want you to consider in this integration is that how you show up for your career or for your job or for your business is modeling for your children. You are in fact teaching your children how to adult, right? Hashtag adulting, right? They're learning from you. Now, do you remember my episode way back when on the fact that you are the curriculum? If you haven't listened to that one, I I highly recommend it. It's one of the most popular episodes. And if you go back and listen to the episode, you are the curriculum, you'll learn that I talk about there the fact that we teach our children through how we live our lives. That's the curriculum of childhood. It's the hidden curriculum because we don't really think about it that way, but it is the most powerful curriculum. So how are you showing up to work in the morning? Are you going to work with a smile? Are you saying how lucky you are to have work? How lucky you are to have a job that is able to put food on the table? How lucky you are to have these papers to grade or these, you know, this essay to write or a blog that you're running or your career in any way, right? Are you going with gratitude? Are you going with mojo? Are you going and overcoming your adversity, your challenges, your, your frustrations? Are you showing your children that, yeah, this is what work life looks like. It looks like showing up. It looks like doing my best. It looks like practicing grace and self-compassion when things aren't going so well. It looks like trying to be, you know, really of service, to be in integrity, to be honest and, and trustworthy and helpful and creative and all of those things. Like, are you just ticking the box with work? Like, oh, I just have to get this done. Or are you taking this opportunity to show your child how we can adult with zest, right? Now, I know this can sound kind of annoying and ideological if you really don't like your job and you're just like, oh, I can't stand it. I don't want to do it. But even then, right, in any situation, can we show our children how to put on, you know, a positive attitude as much as possible? How to do things with grit, with resilience, with kindness, uh, with commitment and consistency, and also how to pivot when things aren't working out? I mean, just think of the wealth of, of lessons your children can learn when they observe your work life if you share it with them. If you share with them that, oh, your boss just said something really harsh to you and it feels like it's something that could take over your whole day, but you're going to sit and do some breathing and journal about it for a moment and then you'll be much more present with them. 
wow, what a lesson for them, right? What a lesson right there. And here you were thinking that your work distracts you from parenting. Boom, that is amazing parenting right there. So my offering to you here is how you show up for work is modeling for your children. Seize that opportunity. Make it deep modeling. Deconstruct for them why you're in that job, what it offers you, why it's worth it for you, how you got there, what training you had to go through, what, you know, what hoops you had to jump through to get there, and why you do or don't love it, and what your plan is for the future. I mean, if you can discuss these things with your children and teach them about adult work life, offering them this kind of apprentice's view, an intern's, you know, peek inside, even at the age of four, five, six, they can take your curiously, where do you go for all those hours? What are you doing on your computer and why is it worth your energy? Well, I'm so glad you asked, you know, I have this great job where I audit, you know, these numbers for this website and I help them make sure that everything that they are supposed to be earning, they're earning and they pay me for that. And that's a great job for me because I get to do it from home and I get to do it in the hours that I want to do it. And it helps us to pay for our house and our food and our activities, right? I'm just giving you one example, right? But if our children understand why we're making the decisions we're making with regards to our work life, won't that help them to make good decisions in the future rather than it being some enigmatic adult, uh, you know, segmented area of our lives that they are segregated from and, and don't get any insights into? So how you show up for work is good parenting. And finally, I want to say on the flip side of this is that if you're feeling guilty around how much time you spend with your children and how you're always torn because you're not getting enough work done, we know today more and more that productivity doesn't work the way we used to think it does. People cannot actually be productive for eight hours straight five days a week. They can't. They can't. Their brains go offline. They have to go to the water fountain and, you know, chat to other people. They need a break. They need to move their bodies. They need to have some mindfulness. They need to have more physical experiences. I mean, if you're comparing yourself to other corporate gigs where people are, you know, eight hours a day and knocking it out, and maybe you have other people in your job who are working like that and they don't understand what it's like for a mother or a father who have other responsibilities that do pull them away from work. And then you might get to your time with your child and feel resentful, like, I can't really be with you right now. I need someone else to do this or I'm going to get fired or I'm not going to perform well. If you could reframe that as this, the time that you spend with your children are the necessary change of scene, the necessary reprieve that you need from your work it will clear your brain, right? It will be that kind of cleanser, that restart button to your brain and to your body. It will get you laughing or moving your body. It will get you out of your, you know, out of your work problems and give you a fresh perspective. Instead of seeing it as someone that takes you away from your work, how about seeing it as something that actually rests your mind and ignites new creativity and better productivity for your work? 
And we know that moms are amongst the most productive employees ever because they're so focused. They're so on it, right? They get things done because they know that when the end of the day comes, they've got to get home. They've got to get to carpool. They've got to pick up their kids. They've got to get on with their day. Their second shift starts after work and they know that. And that's why we moms, we're very good at being very productive. But rather than being resentful of that second shift or of the time with our children or of the time when we just can't take work calls like our other um, our other colleagues can or we can't show up and stay late for work events or we don't show up as polished and manicured as other people because we have children, we need to remember that our time with our children bring, brings meaning to the work we're doing. It brings meaning to the fact that we're out there making a difference and making money and trying to improve the world and improve our financial situation for our families. We're doing that for ourselves and for our children and for their future. And our time with them can be inspiring and motivating and relaxing and joyful if we so choose. Not always, not in every way, but it can be. You can see it like that meditative retreat from work. So you're not going to be sitting chanting ohms, but the fact that you're feeding a baby, you know, the baby food or bathing a two-year-old or running outside in the sprinklers with a four-year-old, these things can be viewed as a necessary and healthy and helpful break from the focused adult work that you usually do. So hopefully, when you take this integrative approach, you realize that you have one life and what you do at work is important and meaningful and helpful to you in many different respects and in many different areas. And what you do at home and your time with your children is also part of that life. It's not the only part, but it's also part of that life. And that they inform each other, support each other, and help each other. And they are not in competition with each other. In fact, it's 100% a symbiotic relationship. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste. Namaste.